0: Hello, everyone, bringing you episode seven of the Better Products Podcast. Lumitex joins us, Mark Darby, Vice President of Sales. You get a nice company overview on Lumitex as well as the key benefits of their flexible light technology. We talk about market drivers that are driving some growth in the use of that technology. And also um, how design inputs for the technology translate to functional requirements and ultimately a validation and test planning and really the collaboration and cross-collaboration that needs to happen through that process. So pretty exciting stuff on flexible lighting. So without further ado, I bring you Lumitex and episode seven. Thanks. Episode number seven of the podcast. I can't believe we're already at seven episodes, but I guess I want to welcome everyone to another episode of the Better Product Solutions podcast and really excited to have Mark Darby here from Lumitex. And I'll let Mark give his own intro here, but he's the vice president of sales at lumatex And I'll say that, uh, you know, Tapecons had a long relationship with lumatex as a supplier. And so excited to have Mark on the podcast. We're going to talk all things, uh, light, but, and we're going to get into a bunch of different topics. So I'm not uh, going to talk anymore and say, welcome to the podcast, Mark. And if you could just, I guess, start off, maybe tell us about yourself, tell us about lumatex or anything you want to share to kick us off. Thanks. Sounds
1: good. Thank you, Steve. Um, we're, Really appreciate the opportunity to sit with you and do this podcast. Um, uh, Lumitex has been uh, in business and been a good partner with uh, TapeCon for well over 10 years. And uh, we are an innovator of lighting systems. We uh, work closely with a a number of markets, specifically the medical market, the medical device market, uh, transportation market, which would include obviously uh, passenger vehicles, consumer trucks, Uh, and and other um, uh, transportation vehicles as well. We've also got a a strong presence in a whole number of markets that use HMI devices, uh, such as membrane switches. Um, And then also we've been a very strong player for years uh, in the electronic keyboard market for PCs out of our facility in, in Asia. We do have a global footprint. We have manufacturing facilities in Strongsville, Ohio, a suburb of Cleveland. And then we also manufacture our newest facility down in Celaya, Mexico, which is near Carrotero. And then lastly, as I mentioned, we have a facility in Asia. The whole focus of our business is to work closely with our customers to bring innovative lighting solutions. We have a number of uh, standard components and products that we can use, but we also have a significant uh, uh, and very deep engineering uh, um, organization that can work closely with our customers to help develop and design the best and the right lighting solution for their application.
0: I feel like every time I check in with you guys, you're growing and le- you know my la- the latest update was the mexican the Mexico facility, and then I saw the you know the footprint keeps getting bigger and bigger, so obviously that's good news and and we run into each other at the at trade association meetings, and so yeah. um it's nice to touch base with you guys every now and again and and I see it see, it seems like it keeps expanding too, the role of the role of light. So I'll I'll head into the second question I had lined up, which was really, um, you know, backlighting, I I think, is uh, probably very misunderstood or not understood at all for brand owners and how the technology is changing and how you could incorporate lighting into designs. So can you speak to a little bit about how, I guess, if you're a brand owner or an OEM looking to commercialize a new product or make a product enhancement, how flexible light should be something of consideration?
1: And that's always a, a great question. Many of our customers really go through the decision process of light or no light. and But going with light really brings a, a method or a way for them to enhance their product, really focus on their brand, their product, their image in the marketplace. And that can be done with uh, a whole variety of standard um, components and lighting technologies that we have uh, or something more innovative and new, depending on what their requirements are. When you look at uh, branding in that, and you know, think of some of the markets that we're in, um, one of the devices that we've been manufacturing for years is uh, a phototherapy device that treats uh, jaundice in babies. So we literally wrap the baby in, bl- in a light blanket to uh, to treat the jaundice. So, uh, and we partner with GE on that, and GE is the uh, um, company that does the sales and, and the marketing effort of the product out there. But the light itself becomes the branding of how the baby is is being, uh, is being treated. Uh, if you look at some of the other markets that we're in, such as uh, the automotive and the transportation market, some ways to really differentiate and lighting in the automotive market is really taking on a, a greater significance. But one of the more uh, recent applications that we've had in the past few years is we light the steering wheel on certain vehicles right over the airbag. So if you look and you think of a brand being right there in front of a uh, passenger or in front of the driver when they're uh, driving the vehicle, it's, uh, it, it's really a, a great way for, for marketing to keep their brand right there in front of that customer. So there's a whole number of ways that you know, manufacturers and brand owners can go to market and really differentiate themselves, whether it's with their name or their logo, or just incorporating um, um, features into that lighting. For instance, maybe a program lighting system that helps the, uh, the user actually walk through the process make it a lot easier for them to use their device. And that gives them a little bit more of being more friendly, uh, ergonomic-friendly uh, manufacturer.
0: I mean, I'm a, I'll be obviously more used to the, the human-machine interface application area that you guys are serving. But, um, you know, looking at your website, it's like, you know, you guys are putting light all over the place. The GE example was a good one. But um, as far as key benefits, I mean, you know, you're, you're a product engineer. You're looking to pull, either pull cost out or or sure. put this light into a, to a unique product, what would you, if you were going to get the shortlist of the primary key benefits that, that someone would get out of the technology?
1: Well, you know, some of the the, the shortlist would be in the area. of We have uh, the ability to give to work in very tight uh, spaces. So if you've got a very small device and space is uh, constrained, we have the ability to bring a very thin, flexible lighting system and lighting components to your application. Um, and we work with you to design that. And again, it goes back to the beginning of how, how are, what are the overall objectives that you're looking to accomplish, the the customer that is with lighting, and getting the lighting engineering team from Lumitex involved up front really can help evaluate what's the best way to do that. So thin, flexible. You know, sometimes uh, the environment that comes into play and how, where the product is being used can actually uh, require us to remote the, uh, the light source so that it's not in any hazardous or uh, or you know difficult environments, I guess I would say, so that it's protected and the the operation of the product is uh, is is kept stable.
0: You mentioned the medical application already, but <clears throat> what markets are really driving a lot of your new business sales in terms of adopting the technology? so, whether it's rev-, rev changes on existing products or new products, what are the key markets that are driving the technology and what's really the driver there? Well,
1: I, I would say that the key markets that are really driving are, is the medical market. Um, light Lighting and phototherapy is, is one key area, but also um, medical devices um, and working with, uh, you know, obviously the handheld area and the ergonomic standards. A lot of the medical devices um, such as different types of pumps, and that are actually worn by the patient. So, understanding how to really work in a in and in designing a lighting system that'll be ergonomically friendly, fit, and be able to be used by the consumer, by the uh, patient, very easily, is is very, very critical. We um, we work to make sure that the lighting is very uniform and very uh, even across the uh, across the uh, um, product. And more importantly, that it's meeting the standards and requirements that um, the customer and the the manufacturer are really looking to achieve.
0: I know that for us, you know, you speak medical, we're we're getting a pretty big influx in wearable inquiries. And so you you think of a thin, flexible light on a wearable. I mean, of course, it's going to come. I don't have any applications right now that someone's asking us for light on a wearable, but I have to imagine it's going to come at some point, especially when you guys are using the light for so many different things. But it's, it's a new technology, right? I mean, it's, 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 or I shouldn't say it's, it's not new for you, but uh, others might not think of light as something that they could so easily put into a compact, portable, either wearable application or some of these, you know, I'll say discrete applications, lighter weight type applications. So I think one of the, one of the challenges is going to be how people know how to specify this stuff into their design because it's, it's a component, yeah. right? I mean, you're not I selling, absolutely- you're not wow. selling it, you're not selling a finished product that someone's going to go to market with your component supplier, right?
1: Correct. So the most important thing is uh, the first question we always ask, what does our customer, in this case, in a, a tape down trying to achieve with the lighting, what is the overall objective? Where's the light need to be? Um, what is the, what's the environment? What's the application in general that we're working with you on? And more importantly than understanding the key characteristics up front from a brightness, a uniformity. Um, and the color, you know, what are the overall standards that your customer is looking to, to achieve with that light? And so we have a very specific process that we go through where we ask a whole number of questions up front so we can at least get a good understanding of what you're trying to achieve. So we can pretty quickly define is it something that we can do with some of our more standard components or is it something that's going to be a little bit more on the leading edge? And we may need to go outside of the current toolbox and look at something that's a little bit more innovative and, and design focused
0: yeah I think it's important too to understand that you might not be selling i guess for the listeners who are listening it, it it might not be something that you would sell direct to them you know the channel is kind of an interesting point here where you've got tiers of supply right so in There's some cases you might sell your product direct in other cases though you know you'd sell obviously to to someone like us because we're current you know we're obviously a current customer and then and then we have our brand owner customer, so it, it's really kind of bringing everyone. Bringing everyone to the table, you can get your lines crossed pretty quickly and have yeah. the left hand not talking to the right if there's not a strong collaboration between all those tiers of supply into that final end user, right?
1: That's that's very true. Um, in, in some of the actual phototherapy devices, we typically work with the end users, I mentioned on uh, the one with General Electric. But in general, we work as a tier two or tier three in the supply chain. And membrane switch manufacturers, such as yourself, are, are key customers of ours. And it really is a collaborative partnership that we have with with someone like yourself and your organization. You're the eyes and ears with your customer. And we're here to support and provide the technical data and background from a lighting perspective and really be sort of an extension of your engineering department. That's where we really fit best. And we really, I think, bring a tremendous amount of knowledge on lighting that can help uh, you and your customer design the best. So,
0: Let's just talk more about, I guess the I'll say the gathering of end user requirements and translating those user requirements or market requirements into an engineering specification. Can you speak more about, I guess, how that process, how that process can flow from an opportunity coming in, types of questions that you're asking to really kind of uh, peel back the onion of what what they're really getting at, and sometimes people don't even know the questions that they should be asking themselves. So there's a lot of teaching kind of back and forth at the same time, sure. right?
1: Yeah, there is. So as I mentioned a little bit ago, we always ask, what is the overall objective that you're trying to achieve? And obviously, there's going to be mechanical or physical characteristics and specs that we're going to have to meet, electrical characteristics and specs potentially if they want us to do the electrical design as well. Um, Environmental characteristics, obviously the optical characteristics, and then packaging. You know, that's one that um, always is sort of gets sort of left at the uh, at the end, but then uh, you got to figure out what am I what am I shipping? How big is it? How am I going to get get it there intact so that you can use it effectively, and then your customer gets it intact at their facility. But from a if you really start at the beginning, you know, understanding the the, the space constraints, the depth, the length, the width, how much room do we have to to work for, with? You know, sometimes we've only got you know one millimeter or so in total depth to work with, and we need to come up with a whole light guide system. It'll be able to fit in that in that small space of an area. And you can do it, but it's always better if you can do that up front, knowing what the physical characteristics are. Um, secondly, when you get into the electrical, you know, there's the light guy portion, but then it really comes down to who's going to handle the electronics and the designing of the electronics. Sometimes our customers wish for us to do that, sometimes they prefer to do that. But the most important thing is whatever that design and who's doing the design, we need to understand what the design is. Uh, that they're going to use so that we can obviously do our in-house validation testing and then obviously our process testing that we do when we're manufacturing the product to ensure that it's meeting the specifications. From an optical standpoint, you're always going to be looking at, you know, obviously the brightness, um, the uniformity, the color, and really designing the lighting system, whether it's a stranded fiber product from us or a uh, co-extruded clad flat fiber that we use. Again. All those characteristics become part of the product specification, which is so critical um, from an upfront design standpoint. So we can guarantee that we're delivering you a product that meets your specs time and time again.
0: Yeah, it's always a common theme with these types of projects where the more collaboration up in, in the beginning, it just always makes for a more successful outcome, you know. Oh, it when, when, so when you get those design, if you kind of, you know, follow this process through, we have design inputs, they translate the functional requirements at some at some point. You know, um, someone wants a prototype and then we and then we got to get into verification, validation test. Um, And, you know, I I know uh, you guys have that. You should probably speak a little bit about that cut to size product, because when you think about, okay, let's demonstrate at least some type of uh, minimum viable type product or some type of initial demonstrator of, hey, is this going to work in that early stage of the project? Can you just, you know, I guess, give a little quick commercial on like that, the cut to size the, that sample kit, I forget what you call it, but I know, no, what it is. Cut I know you could cut it and it's pretty cool. So can you speak a little bit to that, Mark?
1: Yeah, it is, it's, it's a unique product and it really is meant to help really define, uh, is it feasible to put some lighting in, uh, into a product very quickly? And it really gives an engineer without having to invest a, syndic- a significant amount of money up front in engineering in that uh, to design a product by using an off the shelf kit that comes with what we call our clad flat fiber product It's available in either a 0.3 or a 0.45 millimeter thick film that has got a uniform etch pattern across it. And we provide you a a printed circuit board with side-firing LEDs already mounted. You just peel off the tape and literally within five minutes, uh, you have a a backlit lighting component that you can put behind your uh, membrane switch panel and get a sense of what the lighting is going to look like on that part. And more importantly, it gives your customer a sense of what their product will look like with, uh, with some lighting. So instead of investing maybe thousands of dollars to design a product hoping it's gonna work, you can at least get a very uh, good sense of what the light will look like on your product literally within minutes. Um, and those products were, that we provide to cut the size kit are available off the shelf.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, just to get that in the hands of people right off the bat is is great. And then on the valid, on the validation side, I mean, obviously, you know, it's got to work in the end use environment. Um, can you speak to uh, the testing in terms of the type of test, the testing on the technology and the material, um, you know, in, in order to really be able to verify and validate a product? Because, you know, people might question robustness or they might they might question whether or not it's actually going to work in the intended intended environment. Can you speak to? Some of the testing that you guys support. On the well, sure.
1: So uh, whenever we um, we work with our customers and we get the product spec and the product drawing all designed and defined up front, um, we're going to go through and we're going to do what we would consider a uh, you know a fair first article inspection run um, and provide those products to you uh, so that you can evaluate them for fit, form, and function. Um, and we recommend that very highly to do the uh, uh, the ten part you know uh, trial run just to give you a sense of what it's going to look like to make sure it meets all of your requirements. Um, once you've signed off uh, on that, then we are ready to go to production. Um, and uh, there's a whole number of different tests and depending on what the requirements are, you know, obviously there may be some specific measurements we need to take. Um, but again, once we've gone through and done all the upfront testing, we, we know what what tools are needed to guarantee that you're gonna get that product uh, made the right way. As far as other in-process testing, we'll do some light up testing during the manufacturing process to make sure that the uh, the circuit itself is working. Uh, and then lastly, once we get into um, um, you know, the final product, it's in the quality uh, assurance, uh, we will do a light-up test of it and make sure that it's meeting the outputs on, on a CCD camera where you'll take a look at uh, um, you know, the, the brightness, the uniformity, and the color. Now, there's a whole variety of other tests that can, that can be done in the design phase uh, up front. Some of those are done but in partnership with, with yourself or with your customer. Um, you know, there may be an exterior sunlight exposure requirement in the packaging that you know it may require a, a sun rack testing down in Florida or California. So that would be something where we could work to provide the products uh, in the design phase so that your customer could go and do that additional testing. There may be some cleaning type. You look at a medical device, there may be some requirements requiring various types of uh, chemicals that clean the uh, electronic device, and you want to make sure that, um, nothing's going to be corrosive, and if it were to get inside the unit, um, and if the unit is sealed properly by the manufacturer, that you, know, you can hold up in that. So.
0: Yeah. You know, by the way, I like the acronym FA—the the fair, the the fair acronym on the first <laughs> article inspection report. That that's nifty. But I mean, yeah, you, you definitely have to get everyone involved, right? So in that in that situation of that final sign off of 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 the of all these specifications, it's really yourself. Could be, you know, our engineer that's yep. assigned to the project and then the, our customer or end user and everyone kind of signing off on that. I have to imagine that, you know, you're teaching along the way where some of those specifications might not even be, might be completely foreign to the brand owner in terms of how to measure what it is they're trying to do. Like they know it wants to hit a certain level of brightness, but you're going to put that in the, into an actual specification and then validate with an actual test method. So those are that's test cool. methods that you guys already have kind of in your library.
1: That is correct. So we will look again, we will set up what we call a CCD camera to make sure that we're going to get the correct reading based on what we agreed to and what your customer is looking for. And again, that comes from the design process. So we'll take a look at a variety of different specs, whatever those are that the customer needs, whether it be for the lighting output or if it's some other specific, maybe a drop test or something like that, um, or a packaging you know, test that needs to be done. Um, so there's a, there's a whole variety of tests that we would need to go through, and we can draw upon the experience that we have, as well as the numerous different specs that we have from previous products and development and design work.
0: No, that's great, Mark. I mean, it's all I had on, on my questions written down, but I mean, I, the future, I'm not going to use the pun, the future is bright, but obviously, um, you know, with with the advent of a lot of the, you know, cost reduction initiatives on product, people trying to pull materials, and costs out of material stacks, and then the the medical um the medical wearables and you know home-based healthcare, all these things that are coming out. There has to be, it's got to be a pretty exciting time for you guys in terms of looking at some growth areas for you.
1: It is, you know, in the markets that we're in, we're seeing some very strong growth in the medical market, um, especially in phototherapy. But in the uh, in the infusion pump area, it's another area that's growing and growing very strongly. Um, with in certain segments, I guess I should say, and we an in, in area that we do have a strong presence. We also, um, if you look at the automotive industry, um, there's a tremendous amount of growth in electronics on the in on the interior of the vehicle. I mean, we've done uh, automotive interior components, you know, on the Prindles, the park, reverse, neutral uh, uh, gear shift um, for years and years. Um, but today, now you're looking at as I said earlier, steering wheels being lit to um, um, a variety of, uh, well, you look at the sunroofs, it used to be that they would accent them a little bit. Now they're looking to put real thin laser lights all the way around the perimeter of a sunroof or on the roof racks and that. So there's a number of unique things that they're looking for. And then in the COVID world today, everybody is looking at ways to may, manage dis- and disinfect, product, disinfect products, um, whether it be in a vehicle, whether it be um, in a in a hospital room where you know uh, you're, you're using an infusion pump, Uh, And obviously that's an area where infection is a, is a key area. So safety, I guess, is what I'm trying to say is an important area. That's being focused on more and more by all and candidly, all the markets that we're looking
0: at. Yeah. I was thinking about lightweighting just in the automotive designs of just the amount of weight that's behind a traditional, you know, lighting, lighting design and moving that to just a thin flexible light. I mean, think of just meeting the fuel economy standards that have to happen. So that's good stuff. Well, I mean, um, I guess for those who are listening, obviously, um, you can go to Lumitech's website and learn all about that stuff, but that's, um, that's great, Mark. I really appreciate it. And that's pretty much it. I mean, I want to thank you for being on the podcast and episode number seven, um, all things light and, um, appreciate your time coming on the podcast. And I guess that's it. I just want to say, thanks. Any, any final, uh, any final parting words on your mark before we wrap it up? No, I,
1: I, I like things, all things light, and we'll be there to help you whenever you need. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Thanks, Mark. Thanks everyone. Yeah. The Better Products Podcast is about educating product teams about new materials and new technologies, all in the custom material converting and printed electronic space to help them design and build better products. So in this podcast, I'm hoping to give wide ranging conversations with various people throughout the industry and just bring a lot of good content to the table. So if you're interested in learning more about the industry, materials, processes, how to improve uh, products. if you're on a product team or just general know-how of what the heck is going on in this industry, then subscribe to the podcast and get ready for some more really good episodes as I bring in some great guests. Thanks.